This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The best way to support the show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash material. Click the Support Our Artist button, which takes you to Amazon. Just shop like you normally would, and Amazon will send us a little bit of money, which we will then use to buy Jim Henson Studios. We think that'll be a big clue if we can do that. Biggest clue. We need a lot of money for that. A lot, please. Please give us money. Please go to Amazon. Yes. (laughs) The sun is up, the sky is clear, but all is lost when you aren't here. By the way, this song is about the Muppet Babies. Hello, I'm Matt Manser. And I'm Eileen Mary O'Connell, and this is Skeeterial, the Muppet Babies episode podcast where we investigate the disappearance of the Muppet Babies character, Skeeter. Skeeter is seen on Muppet Babies as a baby, but mm-hmm. as an adult, no, we have not seen her. We have not seen her. We've seen all the other Muppet Babies as adults. Yeah, but Skeeter, nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell. As far as we can tell. And it's very... Sad. Up, it's very sad, disturbing, just uh, befuddling. Very, oh, I'm befuddled. Befuddled, befiddle-faddled, all of these. All of those various words that kind of sound similar that describe how we're feeling. It's it's true. And so we are watching every single episode of Muppet Babies so to look for clues to find out what happened to Skeeter, or every episode until we find Skeeter. Yeah, this could be the last episode. We we hope it is. I really hope it is. We hope maybe we can get to the bottom of this in this episode and and finally end this podcast, which what, is what we want to do. What would you do if, like, right after this, if we solved it, what would the first thing that you do would be? Um, I would go get a, a celebratory dinner, I think. Okay. What I would think, you do? I'd buy a hammock. You'd buy a hammock? Yeah. So you could finally sleep? So I could finally sleep. I have not slept in 28 years. Yeah. <laughs> not all of those years you would would have been worried about Skeeter, though, I think. No, I was always simultaneously worried about Skeeter because I watched Muppet Babies and Muppets, and I instantly realized that this character wasn't a Muppet adult, and so that always bothered me. And then you never, like, day one of, of Day birth. one, disturbed. No, no sleep. No sleep. That is... Very remarkable. Thank you. I get about seven hours a night. Okay. Um, which I maybe that I hope that doesn't reflect poorly on my devotion to this mystery. It's just 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 the truth. Okay. It is just <laughs> the truth. And this is actually we will be talking about the. 13th and final episode of season one of Muppet Babies. Season one finale. The episode entitled Good Clean Fun. Mm-hmm. And we always have a couple of guests to help us uh, look for these clues in each episode. And so today we have uh, Brent Pope and Ray Stacanis from the Raisin Brent podcast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you guys, guys for being here. Welcome. I just appreciate the gravity of the situation being the season finale, uh, maybe even the last episode of Skaterial ever. I appreciate you guys having us here to be part I, of this case yeah, i appreciate being on the last hopefully fingers crossed no definitely <laughs> if i mean if anyone is listening please check to see if there are additional episodes mm-hmm. but we are hoping as always that the episode that we we are recording now is the last episode we just want people to know that if you'd like to end after this episode feel comfortable uh, uh because i believe we're going to crack the case today wow good a lot yeah. of confidence I watched, Ray. yeah i went through the jinx you know, last night I watched the entire thing, so I've been investigative reporting mode. You know, and mm-hmm. I, 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 so I've I've got it. I, I've also done some research, and I have some nuggets to add. Uh, interviews uh, from various Muppets, uh, what? recent interviews, talking what? on this very topic. Um, but oh I don't want to. I, I don't want to bury the lead, so I'll I'll bury the lead. Well, wow. my heart is beating so fast. That's a that's what we in the business call like a hook. Ooh, Tell, yeah. Oh. Business. The business. What business is that? The business of, the business <laughs> of podcasting. It, it pays literally for a bag of cat food every few months or so. Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not a cat. I'm 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 also not a cat. So 
Um, we, I know Ray is offering us cat food right now, but Ray Eileen stop. and I... Ray has a spoon in his hand and I he's shoving... I brought a big bag. Ray, stop, stop, he's, stop it, Ray, stop! And it's for his other hand, he's just snacking on it himself. Yep. <gasps> My mom says I'm a cat. Oh. Oh. Your mom is sneaky. <laughs> I didn't, get it. I didn't get she was being sneaky for about 25 years. Our, I thought I was a cat. Our engineer, Robert Chan, just gave that a thumbs down, just so everyone knows. Oh. <laughs> and that, that really is saying something. Wow. That is really, like, impressive. Yeah, I'll take level. it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ray, Brent, um, we would just like to ask, uh, how, how much Muppet Babies uh, have had you watched in your life or currently watched on a regular basis? I watched, I think, all of them when they originally came out. Yeah, I was a big fan of it actually. Um, and when, when we when we were talking about doing the podcast, I, I was I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I was instantly kept thinking about the the when they show the Tie Fighter near there. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Uh, I will say also, I have seen every episode of Muppet Babies. I must have at least because I was a big fan uh, back in the day when it was new. Uh, even when it was in early reruns, uh, I definitely watched my fair share of the Muppet Babies, and I'm glad that a show like this exists because I also have been wondering what happened to Skeeter. Wow, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Indeed, thought you were complete opposites, mm-hmm. but you're uh, the same person almost. Almost, except for the cat food thing. Yeah, Ray, it's stop very it, weird. Well, Ray! I'm right, stop, he's enough. shoving it in my face. We all we all have faults. It's okay. It's like the end of nineteen eighty four Animal Farm. A- animal Farm. It's like the, it's end, like of the end of nineteen eighty Animal Farm. In nineteen eighty Animal Farm. The mashup book. Animal Farm. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, the tears are happening. So many tears. Um, Eileen, should we start recapping? Yes. The episode. Good, clean, fun. Good, clean, fun. Should I go first? And you said this yeah. is this is case thirteen. Case thir- it's episode thirteen okay. of the show, so it is also case also thirteen. Case thirteen. Right. Okay. Uh, the babies are playing with clay. Rolf makes a bust out of composer Wolfgang von Rolfhoven. Rolfhoven. Piggy makes a very accurate statue of Kermit, which is really him covered in clay the whole time. Skeeter makes a clay boat, but Skeeter says it looks like an old shoe that wouldn't even float. Skeeter says, oh yeah, and pulls a tiny motor, turning it into a real boat that she's suddenly water skiing on. Bunsen shows Beaker a microscope that looks inside your head. Bunsen looks into Beaker's head and only sees a peanut, proving that he's a peanut brain. But if he works really hard and studies hard, maybe someday he can be a peanut butter and jelly brain. This makes Beaker feel better. Fozzie makes a a pair of clay hands to clap for his jokes. To test this, he says, why did the kangaroos cross the road? Give up? Because he, he wanted to hop the bus. The clay comes to life, boos Fozzie, then uses the propeller in his hat to make him fly towards the ceiling. Suddenly, there's a crash. Nanny comes in and sees her lamp is broken. The babies pretend like they didn't see anything that could have caused it. Nanny says she doesn't care who who did it, just as long as they try to be more careful so nobody gets hurt. The babies apologize, and Nanny says it's okay. Then she leaves. Uh, can I just jump in right here? Sure, this, in. Is, in. this is horror movie stuff right here. I'm not even kidding. I got chilled goosebumps when the statue of Kermit came alive and turned and faced the camera and started looking at me directly into my soul. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is a world of magic and uh, terrifying magic. This isn't like happy Harry Potter stuff. This is dark art stuff going on right here. And I, I cannot for a moment think there is not a mystical element to Skeeter's possible uh, demise. If I could just say it's a demise. We don't know that, but it's right there. It was also horrific that she put the clay, like, on top of his open eyeballs. <laughs> no, he didn't even yeah. close his eyes. He opened no. his, you know, it was on top of his eyeballs. But doesn't that, that just show intense. Kermit's commitment to the bit? It is. You want him on your team, is it. what I'm saying. Well, it's also, I mean, that's, that's Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy's making this sculpture by putting clay on top of Kermit and Miss Piggy, she's known for being very bossy, very – she's not a few afraid to use violence to get what she wants. She is mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Kermit naturally just goes along with it. What choice does he have? Yeah. He you could know. say no. He could. But then he'd pay the price. He'd That's pay right. the price. Yeah. price. The ultimate price, perhaps. <laughs> maybe maybe Skeeter said no. The Skeeter price. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Skeeter could have disobeyed uh, 
command of Piggy. Right. And, and I go here, not just the Kermit clay thing terrified me, but when, when those clay hands came alive and attacked Fozzie Bear. That was very scary. I mean, yeah. They, they literally, they, they sprang to life and like grabbed at him. And it, I was reminded of a scene in the movie um, Return to Oz, maybe the mm-hmm. scariest movie ever made. It's a very creepy movie. Uh, when the clay hands reached out and were grabbing it, uh, um, or was that Labyrinth? Both are terrifying in their own mm. way. But uh, I would say right now, I, I just had a memory of clay hands reaching out and grabbing and violently assaulting me mm-hmm. personally. I feel from this moment that this actually did happen to me at one point, and I did not see it in a movie. Oh, Oh dear! I had I had a, I had a weird PTSD style flashback when I saw this I happen. You told me that Clay Aiken attacked you violently. Did Clay Aiken attack you violently? Was I've been he, repressing. Was he invisible? Mm-hmm. It That's was right. Clay Aiken. Yes. He didn't see it coming because Clay mm-hmm. was invisible. In fact, yeah. Okay. Clay wow. Aiken has the power of invisibility. Yeah. And his arms reached out and grabbed me, and I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Did not like it at all. Huh. Uh, Mr. Aiken, if you're out there right now and want to come on and talk about um, your power of invisibility. How do we as, know he's not already here? How do you know? Well, oh. I mean, he I, – hmm, uh, I feel like if he'd do something like – I feel like he would start singing because I mentioned his song, or he'd If like, I Were Invisible. Like he would finish the song for me. I just know he would. Yeah. yeah Guys, I just I want to say I'm missing some cat food right now. That's all I'm going to say. Well, oh, Clay Aiken? Clay Aiken? I don't want to say it's Clay Aiken invisible, but I can't rule it out at this point. Well, it's actually on the floor right there. But it wasn't there before. Thank you. Who moved it? Who moved it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, there are cats in here. That maybe had something to do with it. Well, there's a cat in here. Wow. (laughs) Heyo. Is that is it? That was me. That was me referring to Brent's mother. Oh, I thought you were saying Clay Aiken. Don't you ever talk about my mother? It's fine. It's fine. Talk about my mom. It's okay. This is this is getting. Off to a great start. <laughs> we're, we're doing some digging, yeah. and I think well, that's important. Uh, I just had one more thought on this opening scene. Uh, Nanny is clearly an enabler. She doesn't care that all the Muppet babies are lying straight to her face, and both parties know that they're lying straight to her face. Yeah. She mm-hmm. allows them to just leave the room. Doesn't matter who broke the lamp. I will clean the room is William a, Shatner here? That was a that was that was some slam poetry I wrote about this moment because I was so affected by it. Array's a really good slam poet. That is correct. Yes, I I I, I was thinking that too. Like one thing I was thinking when she just that she's got to be getting angry and just angrier and angrier, and then like maybe at some point she just snapped and like maybe Skeeter's behind the fridge or something. <gasps> you know? Yeah. So Nanny snapped and then Skeeter snapped yeah. in a different way. That, yeah. Oh, the visualization. Or check all the vents. You know. Yeah, I mean, have we looked under the under the floorboards? I yeah. have. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, did I mean, you, you find, should, did you you find check Skeeter? again. Like, should go walk outside. And... Oh yeah, let me hold on. Eileen's walking out to the main room to check floorboards. We hear mm-hmm. walking. Um, it's not under this one, or this one, or this one, or this one. Eileen's, or this one. Eileen's checking the floorboards very quickly. Or this one. Well, there's only seven of them. She just checked all of them, so. Guys, it wasn't under any of the seven floorboards. I really thought that was going to be it. I really thought that was going to be the breakthrough. You were going to find Skeeter, and we would here be on the last episode of Skeeterio. I'm a little disappointed, Did you find anything? Gonzo's hamster? No? No. Hmm. I found found some gum that I left for myself for later. Nice. I like gum. Yeah. Well, it's called being frugal. It's important. It's true. What happens next on the episode, Mancer? Uh, next. Uh, next. The babies want to do something nice for Nanny, but they don't know what. Animal is watching TV and says, ooh, yummy. Uh, and Skeeter says, what are you yummying about, Animal? <laughs> he points to a cooking show on TV, and Skeeter says, we'll make it up to Nanny by fixing some lunch for her. The babies rush to the kitchen outside the nursery. Gasp! Gasp! To make Nanny's lunch. Ralph makes a sandwich and tries to take a bite. Uh, Piggy says she's Nanny's official taste tester and takes a bite herself. Uh, Ralph says he had no idea that Piggy liked dog food sandwiches, and Piggy freaks out. Uh, Fozzie's making a whipped cream pie in case he ever gets into a pie fight. Uh, the Three Stooges, 
somehow throw a pie at Fozzie, and he tries to throw a pie back. They go back and forth, and suddenly there's so much whipped cream in Nanny's kitchen. Oh, my goodness. There were a lot of moments here I did not remember as being part of Muppet Babies. The the clips from old movies, and in the case of Ghostbusters, not that old movies. Spoiler alert, Ghostbusters uh, comes later in the episode. Uh, it does. It's yeah. the next scene, yeah. Next but, scene. yeah. Uh, but the three Stooges are here. Excuse yeah. me, yes. But uh, we, there are a lot of clips, is what I'm saying, yes. of yeah. old movies. I'm wondering if the editors of Muppet Babies used these clips as some sort of a, a code like a beautiful mind style, uh, you know, with with secret implanted messages. Maybe, maybe these clips together mean something mm-hmm. uh, as a narrative that mm. perhaps we haven't explored up to this point. So you're saying that the documentary editors of this documentary called Muppet Babies, correct, are sending a message to us. Clearly, okay. It cannot be just happenstance or, as some would say, cheap gags. It must mean something. I don't I see that John Nash from A Beautiful Mind was a creative consultant on this episode. So it holds really? up. Really? Yeah. Oh. It holds up. I had no idea. I I think that these, you know, film clips as you call them, Ray, are not clips but things actually happening oh, interesting. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think the three stooges were actually in, in the, the kitchen, and they had a pie fight with Fozzie. Uh-huh. So what happened? Did I did I just trip a bunch of uh, acid because they were all in black and white, but the rest of Muppet Babies was all in color? And that's right? for, that's how they the are. Stooges are in black and white. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they Muppet. just exist in a black and white world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know. I'm not discounting your theory either, Ray. I, I'm discounting. No, your I theory, d- Ray. I did a lot of hallucinogenics before I watched this episode. Whoa, whoa. Um, I was well. Wondering... How else are you going to see the truth? Um, without hallucinogenics is how I see the truth. Yeah. Each their own, I win. <laughs> I was wondering with the way that Piggy just, like, ate whatever, that, like, if Skeeter accidentally took a nap between two pieces of bread, he might just get eaten by Piggy some. And we would, she wouldn't even know that she ate him, because she didn't know she was Her. eating dog food. That's true. She's eating dog food. Come on, yeah. guys. So What's really wrong need with to make a sandwich out of dog food? <laughs> like, well, it's weird, because he, he, he eats dog food because he's a dog. But he also eats bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something there. Um, I, I, one, one thing I, I noticed during um, – have, have we talked about Piggy Dough Girl? Uh, is this the That'll next thing coming out? Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Don't because get ahead of yourself, There is so Ray. much going on with Piggy Dough Girl. But, um, yeah, what happened to the Three Stooges? They were there suddenly, and then they were gone. Did Fozzie defeat them in the pie fight? Prob- because that's epic if he did. That's true. I, I think they just went to wash off the pie that was on them. Yeah. I thought they were covered with uh, you know, pie sauce. Pie guts? And pie we just sauce? couldn't see them. Yeah, pie sauce. Yeah. <laughs> whipped cream? <laughs> or whipped cream, or, or, yeah, or, or pie go. sauce. Just pie or, sauce. Yeah. I didn't know if it was whipped cream or just generic pie sauce. <laughs> it's I probably often, pie sauce. I, yeah, I often buy the generic pie sauce. Of course, it's cheaper. In, in the can, yeah. <laughs> So you think the three students remained in the kitchen, but just covered in the pie sauce? Yeah, because I thought I heard somebody say, like, why I oughta. And I was and like, oh, wise guy. But it sounded like it was behind pie sauce. It was a muffled. <laughs> Could Skeeter be trapped in some pie sauce? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all crying. It's so sad. <laughs> Very sad. Um, oh, uh, maybe this is time for a word from our sponsor. Um, oh yeah, a word from our sponsor, uh, Puffs Facial Tissue. Uh, Puffs for when you are crying because you are sad that Skeeter might be trapped underneath pie sauce. Puffs. Wow. Uh, do you guys have um, an official endorsement from a pie sauce company? No, well, oh. no, Puffs is our only sponsor. Oh man. But we should we should talk should... to all the pie sauce companies. Mm-hmm. Reach out to Pete's Pie Sauce because that that guy knows his sauce. Hmm. Yeah. And right, you can just add in an, in post just a Pete's every time you say Pie Sauce, just Pete's. Yeah, and then it'll be like well, well, Pete, if you're listening, uh, if you want to send us uh, two hundred dollars because we're talking about you a lot in this episode. Yeah, um, we'll take that two hundred dollars gladly. Would you take it two hundred dollars in Pie Sauce? Um. I would take three hundred dollars in pie sauce. Yeah, interesting. Take, yeah, three hundred dollars okay. in pie sauce, two hundred dollars in uh, American currency. Um, yeah, yeah, one hundred dollars uh, in euros. In euros, that checks out. Yep, that's the conversion rate that we all know and agree <laughs> upon. All right, but get it in before the euro crashes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Uh, next on the episode? Next on the, what's next? Bunsen shows his latest invention, self-making cake dough. Beaker adds the final ingredient to make it rise, uh, which is yeast, but he adds too much. The cake goes crazy, and soon the whole kitchen is covered in dough. Gonzo imagines the piggy dough girl, a ripoff of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, eating the whole city. He imagines himself owning uh, owning a hot dog stand, having his customers scared away by the piggy the, by the piggy dough girl, who picks up the stand and tries to eat it. Gonzo turns in, into the superhero Captain Cookbook, who flies through the sky and tries to force her to surrender. Bunsen and Beaker try to blast her, but accidentally use the yeast blaster, which only makes the piggy dough girl even bigger. Bunsen uses his weirdo inflator to make Captain Cookbook the same size as Piggy Dough Girl. But now that they're the same size, Captain Cookbook is in love. Back in the nursery, Gonzo asks Piggy to, Piggy to whisper a sweet nothing in his ear, and then she throws dough at him. Oh, just a quick correction. It's in back in the kitchen, not in the nursery. Oh. Did I read it? No, I, did, I read it correct. It was written incorrect. <laughs> So they are still out of the nursery, mm-hmm. but we have this piggy dough girl. I mean, how can we get to the bottom of it with shoddy record keeping like this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <sighs> Guys. It's well, we corrected it. We just corrected <sighs> it. We correct each other. It's yeah, we keep each other honest. Yeah. Noble. In check. Yep, mm-hmm. noble. Very, very most you know no, Mostly noble. There, mm-hmm. there yeah. is some pride in that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh, I, I have thoughts on the piggy dough girl. I had them last se- sequence, and it's just... This is the moment that, to me, defines the episode, is the Piggy Dough Girl. She is the biggest, pardon my pun, moment of this entire episode. And I think that a truth of life was discovered through Gonzo's hot dog stand and Piggy's enlargement, which is um, building shaped like food is a huge mistake. What Mm. happens when the Piggy Dough Girl, the Godzilla... The fifty-foot-tall uh, woman get hungry. They're going to look down and try to find appropriately sized food. Oh if goodness. your building is shaped like a cu- cupcake or a, a hot dog, as was popular in the nineteen you know forties and fifties here in Los Angeles, you're, this is probably what happened to all the buildings. Is what I'm saying. Like we don't have those buildings anymore because piggy dough girls ate them. That's why they added wheels to the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile so it can try to drive away from to get, danger, escape to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's one word for it. <laughs> What's another word, Brent? Isn't every building shaped like some kind of food? I mean, I mean, like when you a, put well, of course, when you put when you put pie sauce on it, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's shaped like some kind of like cake or. Well, I think that's is. I don't think that's accurate. A cake could be rectangular, like I mean, a building. It could be. A cake a can be, be circular, round. like the Taj Mahal. Thank you. Books would be cupcakes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, but I don't think gingerbread really... houses are shaped like houses. Thank you. And gingerbread. I don't know if that helps or hinders my argument. I'm I believe it only helps. I think it helps. helps. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Skeeter could have been in a food-shaped building, which I guess would be any building, and that was eaten by have we not Piggy seen... Dough Girl or someone else? Have we not seen Skeeter in buildings before? That's true. The nursery is in a building. It yeah. holds up. And she's so humongous, the... The piggy dough girl. Piggy dough girl that she would not even have noticed, you know. Yeah, she gets so big from the yeast, uh, the yeast blaster that <laughs> her head goes into the, the stratosphere, and mm-hmm. I'm just happy she could breathe That's because true. it that seems like she should be in space mm-hmm. on her yeah. head. Well, eventually, it gets to the point where she's going to eat the entire planet Earth, and she's like standing next to Earth. So it's like, what is she standing upon? Yeah. The it, vacuum of space. It was really kind of a paint yourself into a corner scenario because she wanted to eat the earth, but she needs the earth. Yeah. But don't all of us do that metaphorically in our lives? How do, you, how do you do it metaphorically in your life? Uh, I do it literally by just eating everything around me. Um, unfortunately, I'm not as large or fortunately mm-hmm. as the piggy dough girl, so I have not been able to uh, consume the planet. Oh. You're just eating cat food. a lot of cat food. Yeah. That's what's around you. Well, you know, as Jay Leno once said, crunch all you want, we'll make more. Hmm. Could Jay Leno be involved in the disappearance of Skeeter? I don't see how he isn't. Wow, that's... Uh, Mr. Leno, if you are listening right now like I know you are, and you want to come and address these allegations, uh, hmm. we're available day and night. Um, if you have any, any headlines... That are about Skeeter 
Um, we're very casual here, so we're okay with you know either wearing a suit or just like a denim on denim outfit. Have we ever seen Skeeter wearing denim? I don't think we have. No, I don't think we have. I was wondering if that could be a clue, but I don't think we've seen her wearing denim. I I have a big question about Skeeter's ensemble since it's been brought into the the lexicon here. Oh, (laughs) dear. Why doesn't Skeeter have clothes that fit her? It's been something that's been bothering me for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her shirt, and I, I noticed Scooter's the same way, so it's not purely Skeeter. Both of them wore shirts that are not big enough for their uh, larger bodies. And I'm not trying to fat shame anyone here. I'm more talking about wearing appropriate size clothing. What's going on with that? Well, babies grow very fast, and maybe it fit them, and they've grown, and they have a negligent nanny who hasn't gone out to buy them better clothes yet. She can afford to keep herself knee-deep in socks. I think I think she could afford this. I, I, I want to talk more about this later on, but I think that the fact that they both have ill-fitting clothes is a huge clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so let's talk parents. about it now. We're yeah. here. No, I want to talk about. It. Well, okay. We, I mean, we can talk about it later. I mean, I'm talking about my overall my my big theory as to where Skeeter is. I don't know that we're yeah. going to have a more appropriate time really? to talk about that theory Unless right now. Unless it deals oh, okay, with a fine. specific part I of the episode. We are here, um, Brent. Get out of the I've, car and go for I've, a stroll. I've heard this many times <laughs> that uh, David Fincher, the director, big fan of Muppet Babies. Okay. And I think that the whole Skeeter Scooter thing is a whole like Tyler Durden situation. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. They are one person, and that's why they both wearing ill-fitting clothes because they're in fact one person. You know, Skeeter is the more aggressive, more athletic part of uh, the Skeeter Scooter. She's a gymnast. Scooter is not. Oh, I thought you said Scooter was the more athletic one. Oh no, no, no! I, I was confused. No, Skeeter is the more athletic. So she's like the Tyler Durden. I get that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think actually happened, and so you think it was some sort of group psychosis that everybody kind of saw them as two different people, but in reality, I think Scooter sees himself as two different people. Interesting. Yeah. Have you guys considered this possibility before? It's been brought up before in previous episodes. The Tyler Durden. Um, yeah. Metaphor. Spoiler for Fight Club, by the way. Yeah. Spoiler for Fight Club. Um, sorry if you don't like spoilers. Uh, turn down your volume. Uh, rewind this episode. Go about, back like, in time. Go yeah. back in time and keep it turned down, and then turn it back up right now. That easy follow to follow guidelines. I just yes. gave you. Welcome back. I can't believe it was brought Welcome up back. before. I feel unoriginal now, but I still feel like that 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 well, might be what happened. I mean, unoriginal. I mean. Uh, Maybe, but at the same time, does that not lend more credence to it that you yeah. came up That's with this true. parallel theory mm-hmm. uh, that other people have also been talking about? It depends on who else came up with it. Um, it was episode um, 12, I think it was brought up, the most no. recent one. Well, this is episode 13. Yeah, so um, the one with, where well, were you a week ago? Wait, Ronnie Adrian brought it up? No, that was episode 11. Oh, okay. I listened to Ronnie Adrian's episode. Mm-hmm. That's the last one I this listened This is to. the up. We're recording. I'm going to ruin the illusion right now, everybody. <laughs> we record these ahead of time. On Monday, we're having episode 12 with uh, Jeremy Schmidt and Ron Lech. Oh, my God, Ron, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lechler, host of the Twilight Zone Zone, and they referenced Tyler Durden. There it is. Spoiler nice. alert. Wow. Okay. So sharp. So these men are sharp. are down with the Twilight Zone think that it's Tyler Durden. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. Good anyway, I'm, I'm underlining uh, Tyler Durden on the board to know that there's more suspicion around him. And good for Scooter, you know, if that's the case, not being worried about, like, uh, holding to just his own, you know, not worried about male-female, you know, traits. He's willing to do anything. He think he's not held down But that could those. go the wrong way, too. I mean, that could end up with Scooter being like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. Who also... <laughs> I mean, I mean... He loves the horses. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye, horses. I sing goodbye, horses on every podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you have the voice of an angel. <laughs> Do I? Which one? Mike Trout. The, Mike poor, Trout. the poorly singing angel. <laughs> That's a good one. <clears throat> what happens next in the episode, oh, Manson? What happens next? Um, so, next, uh, Nanny enters the kitchen and asks what's going on. The kitchen is a mess, and the babies explain that. They've been making her food. Skeeter and Scooter made her milk and snack cakes. Kermit and Piggy made gingerbread frogs. Fozzie made a cream pie. Ralph made a sandwich. Appears to be a dog food sandwich again. Uh, Bunsen and Beaker made cake. And Gonzo made a sundae. Uh, Nanny responds by saying, oh, 
unenthusiastically <laughs> and suggests that the babies play in the nursery so that she could clean up the mess before lunch. Bunsen thanks Nanny for inviting him and Beaker, but they have to be going. They leave. Uh, Nanny laments over what she's going to do with the mess. She gasps at how messy Animal is and tells the babies to give him a bath. Skeeter is sure they can handle him. Uh, she tells Scooter to grab a hold of him. Scooter says, but he's all sticky and gooey. Skeeter doubles down Scooter, and he abides. Alone uh, in the by the nursery, uh, Nanny says, gingerbread frogs, ugh. So that's that section. Nanny was just in a bad attitude. Like, I know the babies are messing, being messy, but they're babies. You have to, like, give them a little leeway. No, you have to give them a little supervision. Well, that's true. But just the, the, her attitude just rubbed me the wrong way. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who made the gingerbread frogs? Was that... Uh, Piggy and Kermit. Piggy and Kermit. That's going to have long-lasting psychological effects on them, the fact that she rejected them so harshly. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually impressed, uh, both impressed and horrified, in that they did a lot of baking. And baking isn't something you can just sort of do. You can't whip it up. Baking is science. You know, Baking is about measuring out... Uh, different amounts and then uh, cooking them for a very specific amount of time to achieve the desired result. So it shows the difference between some of the ginger fr- gingerbread frogs, which looked like they came out reasonably well, and some of the other pastries, which d- did not. But they didn't bake, though. Like they mentioned in the episode that like they were well, not allowed to use the stove. That's a good point. They're not allowed to use the stove. They're basically uncooked. Oh, yeah. So how did, they, how did they get those gingerbread frogs? They're, they're raw. Yeah, uncooked. Yeah, there's uncooked. Unc- there's unc- uh, no bake recipes. Go on Pinterest.com, mm-hmm. everybody. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pinteresting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all nodding. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> is nodding in approval. We, we're all at in agreement. That pun. I don't think that's a pun. I think that's probably it's not a pun. It's what reality. they would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nanny is is ungrateful. Um, she doesn't even hear the mess in the kitchen. Like, they've been in that kitchen for a while at this mm-hmm. point. And it took a long time to clean up that nursery, assuredly. Mm-hmm. You know, and they are seemingly only one room apart, though. So, I don't know. If we know that, the, if I was Nanny, I'm going to put myself in her place right now. Oh, I hate. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're not really Nanny. This is just, this is just a situation. I'm sorry. Got to get in the right uh, frame of mind. Put on your green tights. Punch a puppy. Really Grace putting right on. Here. Striped green tights. Yeah. Yep. Got a purple cardigan. We can't see Ray's we face right now. Face. Thankfully, I'm a monster who's very enormous, and seeing my face is already difficult. Um, <laughs> so if I'm nanny in this situation, I'm aware the Muppet Babies have essentially destroyed the nursery. They have, they have broken a lamp. They have made a mess everywhere. I have now assigned them to uh, kitchen duty. Stay in the kitchen. Don't be in the nursery. At a certain point, this is my fault, because I didn't poke my head into the kitchen in the 45 minutes, I assume, it, that they were spent in the kitchen making noises, cr- making dough fights, uh, growing to the size of the planet itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is on me. A lack of supervision, I think, is maybe what killed Skeeter. If she's dead. We don't know that. We haven't we seen We don't know her. that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, so much has been happening on Nanny's watch, and the buck clearly does not stop with her. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, she's allowing things to happen that should not be. Hmm. Yeah, she's awful. I think we can just all agree that even if Nanny's not responsible for Skeeter's disappearance, she's still a bad person. Mm-hmm. She's a she's she's a bad person. Yeah. Even worse, Nanny. Yeah. I think you could actually say that as like her motto. Like if you were doing an in-depth character study, you would say bad person, worse Nanny. Mm-hmm. I'm writing oh, that I down. Like that. I like that poster for a movie. If they you were to turn this the, into the like a horror film, just kind of write made. the screenplay around it. <laughs> <laughs> right. What happens next on the episode? Well, in the bathroom, Kermit tries to corral, an- corral Animal in the tub. Animal keeps running away, and Gonzo dresses like a matador and tries to lure Animal like a bull. It works. Animal's in the tub, and Skeeter says, Come on, let's clean Animal up. And the babies scrub him with sponges, leading to the song of the episode, Keep Your Animal Clean. Kermit thinks Animal animal looks cute, covered in soap, and Piggy is mad that her dress is now covered in soap. Kermit says it's time to get out of the tub. They unplug the bath, and Animal falls down the drain. The babies imagine themselves following him down and exploring the pipes. 
Kermit comes swinging in as Indiana Frog. He leads Bozzy and Piggy through the pipes, looking for Animal. A pipe bursts open, and the whole area starts flooding with water. A life raft led by the hard hat rats comes rowing by as they fix the leak. Indiana Frog asks if they've seen Animal, and the answer is no. But just as they all hear a gurgling sound, uh, but just then they all hear a gurgling sound, and the hard hat rats say that the Great Gurgle knows the answer. They find the Great Gurgle, who's a giant purple amorphous blob. He has not seen Animal. Suddenly, a waterfall appears, but it's just Animal playing with the shower. Wow, that was a lot. There's so, a lot, yeah. That, that was a lot of here. a lot of things. Piggy was covered with like food and sticky stuff, and then she gets mad that she got water on her dress. Mm-hmm. She got she got mad that she got soap and water. Yeah. She got mad that the one clean thing right. on her happened. But you have to also remember she is a pig, so That's she's true. used to rolling around in filth most of the time. So being clean would actually be the most upsetting thing to a pig. Thank you for. Bringing pig culture into our perspective. I could also bring pig Latin to this if we would like to. Uh, I'm please a, I'm do. A study. Pigs don't actually like to be dirty. Excuse they... me, Lean Ibe and Atme. Wow. Answer wow. me. Wow. What is what is Ray saying right now? He's speaking a different language. I just want to shout out to all my pig Latin peeps out there. You know who you are. That message was for you. A heartfelt message from Ray Stekanis. I just hope we can find Eaterske. 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 Efe uye. Aute ere they. Do it. Do it. Ease play. Et lay. say One. Truer words have never been spoken. Um, I, I, I had a question here. Um, I guess I just don't get Animal's particular brand of humor. Mm-hmm. Because the things he is saying to amuse himself, I don't even see as jokes. And yet he finds them funnier than anything has ever been found funny in ever. Do you guys understand animal sense of humor? Does it appeal to you? It's a little bit like Bill Engvall to me. Mm. I just don't get it. You don't get Bill Engvall? No, I guess I get it. I just don't find why it's funny. Here's your sign. I think that's it's pretty self-explanatory, mm-hmm. as far as Bill Engvall goes. I guess I'm not taking Ray to the country, <laughs> to the country, what? Co- country guy comedy tour anymore. No, country guy comedy tour. You will be taking me <laughs> to the country bear that tour? jamboree. Just Wait, uh, hey, Brent, who else is on the country guy comedy tour? Huh. Name name Lar- some names. Larry the Cable Guy. Okay, it's one. Uh, Doc Flatterer. Who? Doc Actually, Fli- I am a big, Doc Flatterer. I'm a big fan of Doc Flatterer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Don't know who that is. Uh, Don't know. He's legit, yeah. Jimbo Laguine. Sounds mm. like a pasta that's, dish. That's, and yeah. Haas. Oh, Haas. Ah. I, mean, I okay. remember him from Hee Haw. I, think, I, think, <laughs> I take it all back. I'm in. Salute. Salute. Well, what, what's Haas's big catchphrase? Yeah. Do you remember? What's his big catchphrase, huh? Brent? Is that what I think it is? That's, I mean, that's <laughs> uh, never that not funny. funny. Wow. Never, that even in funny. these dark times, that one will bring a smile to my <laughs> face. I, didn't, I mean, I can't smile because I'm always crying, but I felt... A tear not fall just now yeah. from that joke. I saw wow. one yeah. uh, retract back up into your eye. Again. I'm saving it for later. <laughs> oh, there it goes. As far as animals' sense of humor, he he is like the Muppet Babies are babies, but he specifically is an infant. Yeah, much younger than the others. He's the babiest of all the babies. He's probably like less than six months old. Mm-hmm. And one other thing about the character of Animal. Um, as portrayed by Howie Mandel. Wait, portrayed? Por- what? Excuse me. Yeah, um, uh, he portrayed. Portray- like, <laughs> he's a the real person is portrayed. The the uh, how real can, Muppet. Yeah, how does Howie Mandel play this a is, character in a documentary? This is easy to explain. Animal watched a lot of Howie Mandel back in the day and aped his voice. Oh, oh okay, okay. And wow, okay. It's That's- just strange because Animal is so dirty, but Howie Mandel being such a famous germaphobe. Uh, was, mm. I just I saw a dichotomy there, and I just could not quite get to the mm. bottom of it. I'm glad you explained that because I was just wondering, like, what was the deal or no deal with it? You know? <laughs> ah, ah! Another um, thumbs down for Chan. Yes. Oh man. I don't know. I thought that was was pretty good. <laughs> I thought that was great. As far as Brent's puns go, that was definitely one of them. <laughs> I'm sensing a lot of sass right now. I think that just proves that America's got talent. So, <laughs> well, at the end of the day, it's always Bobby's world. <laughs> who's Bobby? Yeah, who's Bobby? 
Why would you mention Bobby? The biggest thumbs down of anything in this entire podcast. Robert grew another set of thumbs to give more thumbs down. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chan literally created two clay hands just to give me extra thumbs down in that moment. Yeah. Oh. Very quick. Uh, second thought um, <laughs> about this this segment, this moment. Is there a better role model for the world than the hard hat rats? I have so much respect for these guys. They just work. They have a good attitude about it. Uh, they they don't stop to, to lollygag at any point. They just explain to the Muppet Babies, this is what we're here. We're here to do this thing. The job is done. On to the next job. Yeah. And I just think just as... Uh, as, as paragons of of work ethic, we should be we should be celebrating the hard hat rats. I I think you're right. I don't know if we ever see the hard hat rats again. And I guess we'll find out. We'll find out if if there's if future there's episodes. Future episodes, which we, I hope hope they're not. I want my hammock. Maybe we'll crack this episode, this mystery, in the next. Five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm actually concerned about the the hard hat rats because. They clearly would have nothing to do with Skeeter's disappearance, burial, uh, kidnapping, whatever happened to her. But at the same time, what if they saw who did? And if you don't see them ever again? Oh, my goodness. This almost turns into an addendum podcast, What Happened to the Hard Hat Rats. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can catch me and Brent Pope on the Hard Hat Ratatorial, which is a new podcast starting on the Boardwalk Audio family of networks. Oh. Uh, oh. Very soon. Very soon. Starting with season two, episode one of The Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. And we explore every single episode to find out what happened to the hard hat rats. Wow. wow. Okay. That sounds great. Please have us on sometime. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. That's oh, not going to happen. Oh. oh. Well, even so, I'm still looking forward yeah. to listening to this very real podcast. Very you and Brent are starting. I'll listen to it while lying in my hammock and sleeping for the first time in 28 years. Excellent. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Should we recap the rest of this episode? Yeah. I think it's the, the last bit. Last bit. Perfect. All right. So Nanny comes into the bathroom, and it's an absolute mess. Nanny's upset because she just finished cleaning the kitchen, and now she has to clean the bathroom. The babies say that they'll clean it for her, but Nanny begs them not to. Uh, They don't listen. Uh, Skeeter and Scooter uh, clean the mirrors. Fozzie gives the rug a snip uh, for some reason, a haircut. Uh, Piggy and Kermit use brushes on their feet to skate around the tub. And then somehow the bathroom is clean, and Nanny is amazed. She says that as far as she's concerned, they've totally made up for breaking the lamp. While celebrating, the babies accidentally break the bathroom scale. The babies say they'll make it up to her by doing other household chores. Uh, Gonzo tries to clean the TV, the one that we are watching, but he can't get a spot, so it must be on our side. And then the episode ends. Now... There are many moments in here that just prove that this is a documentary and the Muppet mm-hmm. Babies know they're being filmed. There are many fourth wall-breaking moments, mm-hmm. which, if this was a standard animated children's show, would be crazy. But since they're all aware, it makes perfect sense that Gonzo would be cleaning the camera that's filming him that he sees and is aware of. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know similar to Jim on The Office, another documentary. Another real, real show. documentary. Correct, yeah. Where he'll look to the camera. Mm-hmm. Gonzo is the gym of the Muppet Baby. Everybody I think we knows all can, this. Yeah. Yep. And Miss Piggy turns to the camera a few times as well during this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. They all see it. They know it's there. It's also proven that Nanny needs to get her money back for the scale because clearly that's a shoddy scale. It's supposed to hold weight. That's what it's supposed to do. And yeah. The scale, when, literally, when they step on it, a it baby. breaks. When a baby, a baby steps, steps on it, it, it breaks. Well, for the that's record, visual evidence showing that she needs to get her money back. How heavy are these babies? Maybe we're underestimating just like the, the, the bulk of the Muppet Babies. Say bulk again. Bulk. <laughs> I mean, two things. I mean, I, I, not only is it not something desirous in a, in a human form, but it's also the way you should buy cat food. Bulk. bulk. Ray, yeah. stop. Bulk. Ray, stop. Stop it, Ray. Stop handing me the cat I, food. I have a lot I'm trying to get rid of, guys. I'm not going to want to carry it all back to my car again. Because you bought it in, in what? In what? I, I bought it here. Oh. But, but in, in what sort of, but, yeah, what, what kind of size? Oh, clearly, I bought it in bulk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> do, do you guys know who my favorite Avenger is? No. Who Who is it, Ray? It's Iron Man. Oh. Um, exactly what I expected. I thought you were yeah. going to say Hawkeye. It's <laughs> a good one, too. Yeah. 
Um, I think the most amazing thing about uh, the Muppet Babies deal in the bathroom is they do some, we'll just say, uh, next level, some uh, off-the-wall cleaning techniques, mm-hmm. but they work. Well, yeah. yeah, most of them worked. The the Fozzie giving the, the carpet a haircut, I don't see how that helped at all. That's yeah. a choice. That threw me off. But yeah, I everything don't know. else worked. Yeah, the skating around the tub worked. Um, the toothpaste on the, the, the bathroom mirror, I mm-hmm. believe. Oh, they that's did. right. That's what Skeeter and mm-hmm. Scooter used to clean the mirror was yeah. toothpaste. That mirror does not have cavities now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could Skeeter have started like a line of of mirror cleaning supplies? It's all toothpaste. Ooh. Could she just be working in in a bathroom uh Cleanser uh, manufacturing company. A bathroom cleanser manufacturing company. That, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Every, everything's on the table. Yeah, I feel like Scooter could have said like Candyman three times later on. You know, now the mirror's clean and just oh no, been eaten by the Candyman. Oh no. Well, I mean, if the Candyman did try to attack him, he would have fluoride to protect him. Oh, yeah, no. it's true, guys. It's true. Mm. Uh, guys, if I could. Uh, to the thing I mentioned at the very top of this episode. Oh, it yes, seems please. like we're getting towards the end of the episode. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I read a very recent, uh, within the last few years, interview that Scooter did as oh. part of a Twitter uh, briefing. And this exact topic came up in this uh, Twitter Q&A with Scooter. And they asked him what happened to Skeeter uh, very recently. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this at all. What he said in this, and I was hoping to surprise you with this information... <laughs> But he did say that Skeeter turned Buddhist and was finding herself abroad. She had flown to Asia to 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 discover herself. And I, I'm honestly not sure if this specific theory has been talked about on the show before. No, we we don't bring up. There's 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 conspiracy theories, and we bring them up if our guest brings them up. Okay, as a yes. rule. I have so many thoughts about this. I don't know where to start. <laughs> I guess if anybody would know, it would be Scooter. You would think. You would think. But to what Brent said earlier, what if he is Skeeter and he himself shaved his head? Because there were many years we did not see Scooter. I'm not going to say right now. I think it's not just that she became a Buddhist and moved away or that Scooter is Skeeter Tyler Durden style. What if both theories are correct on top of each other simultaneously? I'm going to let that knowledge bomb just and like sink Skeeter's into your trying skull. trying to find herself abroad. I hope she finds herself abroad. That would be great. Yeah. A nice girl to bring is, home. Love is everything. I love just, is love is love. Love is That's love right. is love. I just don't I don't see Skeeter um, giving up her dreams and aspirations for a quiet life as a Buddhist. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I question uh, – like I'm sure it's – this Twitter account is, is verified, mm-hmm. I do believe – but, but lots of verified people get hacked. Yeah. They just don't often go on Q&A sprees after they get hacked is all. Seems like just like the perfect the perfect cover. cover. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to hack this and do a Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this down on the board right now. Hack. It seems like something that Scooter would say, if it is the real Scooter on this Twitter, mm-hmm. that he would say just to put people at ease. Yeah. Interesting. I-, I would just say the Iraq War changed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Right, I mean, why would you say that right now? Yeah, I, right now. I mean, is- I think that's a true thing that you're saying, but I don't know why that's the thing being here's said. The deal. Skeeter would be appropriate age to join the military at the time of the Iraq oh. War. It's possible that she did enlist, came back maybe with a completely different, you know, personality. Even that that happens in times of war. Uh, she she went there as a happy gymnast, uh, as somebody <laughs> with a lot of energy, and maybe she came back broken. And oh, nice. and I'm not going to say that the scooter uh, Q and A is the definitive answer for anything because we can poke holes in any theory if we look hard enough. But what if she came back and wanted to find inner peace after all the horrors that she had seen abroad and thus did shave her head and, and move to Tibet? Hmm. I, I'm just I'm not saying yes or no. I'm not saying we need to come to a conclusion. I just want to make sure it's on the record officially. But, if, but I want that hammock. <laughs> and we still never check behind the fridge. Should I go check behind the fridge right now? Well, I think, Brent, do you mean the fridge here? Or do you mean Nanny's, yeah, Nanny's fridge? fridge. Okay, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll check when we ever visit her apartment. If we can ever visit wherever Nanny is wherever right now. Is. I'm assuming it's still an active crime scene. 
Like there's still yellow tape around it. They're not letting anybody in there. I would think. I don't think. I don't think they know if there's, there's a crime or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know if crime's been. Committed. They have to know something happened. What if, um, like Scooter saying that Skeeter is out of the country, being a Buddhist? What if that's just like the new way of saying, like, oh, your dog just went to a farm to live happy ever mm-hmm. after? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's oh, what man. it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. That's what um, my mom and dad said when when our dog died. He said, "Oh, the dog is a Buddhist now." <laughs> I mean, don't laugh at that because I later found out. Oh, you're crying. I'm, I'm crying. sorry. You know what my real laugh sounds like, Mancer. Oh, what is it again? That, oh, uh, can someone tickle me? Um, tickle, tickle. <laughs> very different. That's yeah, very different. Clearly, but anyway, I'll be honest. That's the first time I've ever heard a le- a line. I line. I line. I've ever heard I line. Said her name. <laughs> also, it's the first time I've ever heard Eileen laugh ever. Yeah, I'm always crying. Yeah, yeah. That's because uh, when you're around her, she's around you. Matt and I hear her laugh all the time. Brent, that holds up. Thank you. <laughs> holds up. Well, I think I think we st- still don't know what happened to Skeeter. We have yeah. to do another episode, yeah. at least one more. I really thought more. this was going to be the one. I really did. Sorry, guys. Someday. No Some- peace. Someday I'll have that hammock. Someday. Someday you'll... Eat a celebratory eat dinner. A- mm-hmm. Where would you have your celebratory dinner? Um, Big boy. <laughs> Bob's big boy. Bob's big boy. Mm-hmm. Or Elias Brothers big boy, if I happen to be in Michigan. Hmm. Elias Brothers Big Boy? Yes. Ray knows. I do know. Uh, that's interesting because in uh, Cincinnati, it's Frisch's Big Boy. Ah. Hmm. Well, if I'm c- in Cincinnati, when we find Skeeter, I'll go to Frisch's Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Ask for ex- extra pie sauce. Oh, I will. Oh. They make it really, really good in Cincinnati. Yeah. Nice. That's what 20, I've heard about Cincinnati. <laughs> 21 cents, but worth it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Ray and Brent, do you have anything you want to plug for our listeners? Well, if you're so inclined and you'd like a show that maybe is a little more uh, jovial in its uh, demeanor than Skeeterial, the most serious podcast on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, the Raisin Brent sports comedy extravaganza. Sure. The Raisin Brent Show. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher Radio. You can go to Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast and join our thriving community of people talking sports, pop culture, and uh, general frivolity. Frivolity. That's a nice escape from the sadness of this mystery of Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can uh, follow Skeeterial on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Skeeterial. Uh, give us a follow if you have any fan theory. Not, I mean, fan theories, whatever. <laughs> Restart this. You can follow. Hey, Eileen, you're looking really great today while you're editing this, by the way. <laughs> you can follow Skeeterial on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Skaterial. Give us a follow. If you have any theories that you want to send our way as to what you think happened to Skeeter, please do. Every clue brings us closer to the answers. Um, Write, review, subscribe us on iTunes. Same reason. Brings us closer to the answers. Uh, I'm on Twitter at I underscore lean, L-E-A-N. I'm on Twitter at Mansermat. So I guess with that... There's only one thing left that we can do. We go go bye bye. Go bye bye. Go bye bye. I just don't know. Where did you go? Why aren't you here? Everything changed when you disappear. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.